Happy New Year. Happy 2020, friends. Holy cats. It's one whole year of trashy divorces. 52 weeks of this weirdo thing we do. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, y'all. My name is Stacy. I'm Alicia. And we have been very happy all year long to bring you some of the craziest, zaniest, funniest, heartbreakingest, band breakuppingest, trashy divorces of, uh, of, of all time. In honor of our first year anniversary, we're flipping the script today. Yeah, we are. One of our awesome listeners a few months ago made a post a while ago on our Facebook discussion group that asked everyone to list all the trashy divorces they would never want to see. And there are many. Y'all had some ideas. <laughs> As do we. So others of you were like, why are you putting this into the yeah, universe? Right. So for this New Year's Day special, we are going to flip the script a little. No bad vibes coming from trashy divorces. Instead, Stacy and I are going to give a little trashy love to some of the couples that are examples for the rest of us. Yes. It's happy couples episode, y'all. It's happy marriages. Brought to you by trashy divorces. Not all, not all marriages, though. True. So let's happy couples. Okay. Let's be fair about it. Okay. We don't really get a high body count yeah, of happy couples on our podcast. Yeah. So who could use a little love to start out 2020? Yes. All right. Talk about the song because I know you're really into this. I'm so excited about season five. In honor of season five kicking off this Sunday, January 5th, our 12 Degrees of Frank Sinatra, It Had to Be You, seemed a very fitting way to kick off 2020 and season five. Frank Sinatra's version and Harry Connick's will be posted both on our site. Both badass. So happy couples. We each have a few of our favorites that we're going to talk about today. And some of our choices of happy couples definitely coincided with our listeners list. Yes. We will be covering the top mentions. But before that, let's present the honorable mentions of the Trashy Divorces Happy Couples Award. Happy couples mentioned here. You are the wind beneath our wings. In, in no particular order, Stacy, start us out. Sure. We have uh, Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon. I mean, they're cousins, but they're adorable. Sure. And we love them. Sure. Uh, we have Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Dolly Parton and Carl Dean. Since like 62 or something they've been together. Since 66, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So long. We're, we're calling that one long term. Long term. Yeah. Super long. I mean, come on. Dolly is just the oh, yeah. best of all oh, the yeah. best. Okay, we've got uh, Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan. Do you remember when they met on Family Ties? That's when their love affair started. I did not realize that. Oh, gosh. So, so long ago. Here's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. The mayor of Twitter. They are doing the couple thing in a way that is respectable and resistible, and I like it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we have Denzel and Pauletta Washington. For sure. I mean, Denzel. Yeah. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, a few people were going to be really upset if that ever busted up. Sure, sure. One of our favorite couple mentions was Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale. I'm not familiar with them, but one listener says they are her favorite couple ever. Hey, John Travolta and Kelly Preston. I actually have question marks about that relationship, but whatever. It's our listener list. Not yep. going to not gonna down it. Warren Beatty and Annette Benning, mm. So good. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Happy couple right there. Yeah. Super long term. 
Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr. I actually, they're sort of my contemporary. They're probably your contemporaries too. And like, I actually love their love. So that's, that's a thing that I've cared about for a long time. Fantastic. Samuel L. Jackson, who can do absolutely no wrong in the world, and LaTanya Richardson. Sure. Uh, Steph and Aisha Curry. For sure. Ooh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. For sure. Uh, Rodney and Holly Robinson-Pete. We have some listeners that are rooting for the love of Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi. That just seems fair. Totally true. Sure. Angela Bassett and Courtney Vance. Wow, I'm not sure I even knew they were a couple. Those are amazing actors. Okay. It's probably, that's a... Our listeners know so much more than everyone else. So. Strong force couple right there. Yep. Let's not forget to talk about Julia Louis-Dreyfus mm-hmm. and Brad Hall. Sure, sure. Michelle Pfeiffer and David E. Kelly. That is just a powerhouse in that industry, isn't it? We're happy she found some. Uh, some happy. And then this next one is... <laughs> like couple goals. Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Yep. For sure. Yep, yep. Love them. For sure. So those are all of the honorable mentions of happy couples of trashy divorces. The top of the charts for y'all coincided with some of the top of the charts for us. So I think that the number one winner of all of them, everybody is rooting for and always will be for the rest of time, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yeah, it's a good story. Tell me, tell me. All right. All right. Just, 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 Just the highlights here. Okay. So unbelievably for Hollywood... Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have been married for 31 years. Holy cats. Apparently 31 pretty happy years. They first met on set in 1981 when she made a guest appearance. On Bosom Buddies. Mm, on Bosom Buddies. Mm, I love that show. But it wasn't until the mid-80s when Tom's first marriage was kind of petering out that they became a couple. And they married on April 30th of 1988. So Tom Hanks told Oprah in 2001, the success of our relationship was a matter of timing, maturity, and our willingness to have an intimate connection. When I married Rita, I thought, this is going to require some change on my part. I won't deny that fate was part of us finding each other, but our relationship isn't magic the way it's shown in movies. In real life, our connection is as concrete as me sitting here. Not that marriage doesn't come close to being hell in a handbasket sometimes, but we both know that no matter what, we'll be with each other and we'll get through it. They have two children together, plus they have two children from Tom's first marriage. Um, Obviously, that's a joint custody thing, but anyway. Uh, And they have built what looks to be a genuinely loving and fun relationship. And they've even gotten to work together from time to time. And I think we can relate to the joy of working together. So they played siblings in Sleepless in Seattle, which is only a little weird. Awkward. And they've co-produced a couple of films together. And this is a very sweet Rita Wilson quote on the start of their romance. I'll never forget, we were standing on the corner of 57th and 5th in New York, or 58th and 5th. We were holding hands, and we were waiting for the traffic light to change, and he looked at me and he said, you know, I just want you to know that you never have to change anything about who you are in order to be with me. Aww. In 2015, Rita was diagnosed with breast cancer and had a double mastectomy followed by reconstructive surgery. The cancer was caught early, so she did not require radiation or chemo but obviously still a terrifying life experience. For sure. And she had nothing but praise for her husband. She said, you never know how your spouse is going to react in a situation like this. I was so amazed, so blown away by the care my husband gave me. Who knew it could make you even closer? Finally, Tom sums up the real secret to keeping a marriage working in the long term. Oh, tell me. I got to know. He says, I think the end result is that we got married for all the right reasons. Yeah, that's the way to do it. But yeah, they seem like just... 
There was video. I, I think I told you about this. There was video floating around the other night of them at John Legend's Kennedy Center Honors. And they are singing to each other and just like doing that low-key dance you do when you're in theater seating. And like, it's just, it is a wonderful love story. Happy couple. Happy couple. They were definitely top of the charts. Yes. So I think you have a story of another very long-term prominent couple. Is that true? I have the first of our presidential couples. Ah. One of my favorites, hometown boy. Oh, yeah. Georgia, Georgia president. And his wife, Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter. Yeah, wow. That's a love story for the ages. These two literally grow up as neighbors on neighboring farms in the very, very tiny town, 600 people of Plains, Georgia. They're born three years apart. So what's funny is Rosalind is good friends with Jimmy's younger sister, Ruth. Like, Jimmy never paid any attention to Rosalind because he was always hanging out with Ruth. Like... Get out of my room. Quit oh my following God. me. That's right? hilarious, yeah. So everybody grows up. Jimmy takes off and returns home in the summer of 1945. Yeah, he took off for World War II, right? He <laughs> takes off for the war and he's yeah. in Annapolis. Right. Like he's getting his training. So so here Jimmy comes home sure. in the summer of 1945. Uh, but he was in a sexy uniform. A little older. Looking he's, good. Uh-huh, entering his final year at Annapolis. And he's coming home. Local boy makes good. And... Now he notices the very pretty 17-year-old mm. Rosalind. Does he? A few days later, his hot date falls through. And so he's bopping around town on a Saturday night in Plains, sure. which is probably mm. like four whole blocks. And he sees his sister Ruth and Rosalind, and they're bopping around town on a Saturday night. Jimmy's like, let's go to the movies. So they do go to the movies that night. Rosalind and Jimmy share their first kiss. Jimmy tells his mom the next day that he's going to marry her. Wow. In the spring, they get engaged. Jimmy gifts her a compact engraved with the letters I-L-Y-T-G, which is an acronym in the Carter family, which means I love you the goodest. Aw. I-L-Y-T-G. I love you the goodest. Isn't that sweet? That's really sweet. It's also very... uh... It's very internet era, like that would fit in very well as a as a, a meme. So the couple were married at the Plains Methodist United Church on July 7th, 1946, just weeks after Jimmy graduates. Jimmy goes on to his naval career and Rosalind is dutiful wife. Sure. They end up returning back to Plains when his dad passes away. He's taken over the family peanut farm in mm. 1953. Sure. Rosalind later describes this period as one of the rockiest in their marriage. She says about it, like, the I thought the best part of my life had ended. Oh, no. She struggled to find her own role and put herself on equal footing with her husband. So here's what she does. She begins helping Jimmy run the farm and takes over the business finances and turns a profit. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So Rosalind Carter is a badass. Okay, so on to what a happy couple can achieve. Mm -hmm. So they're local, getting pretty successful. They're on to bigger political moves. He's elected president, 1976. Rosalind, in breaking with tradition, becomes a close advisor to her husband. She is the first presidential spouse to have her own office in the East Wing. Interesting. Okay. She sits in on cabinet meetings. I guess I would have thought Eleanor Roosevelt would have done that, but interesting. She had an office, but yeah. Right. Okay. 
She sort has of, uh, sort of formalizing that role. Yeah, she Good. advises on staff and personnel moves. She also serves as an envoy on overseas trips. Hmm. Did I mention that Rosalind Carter is a badass? A little bit. So after the White House, the Carters have spent their time, as far as I can tell, being actual saints on Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Filled with doing the good work and humble prayer and a love that has endured, like couple goals, y'all. In March of 2020, this coming year, the couple will be celebrating their 74th wedding anniversary. Good Lord. 74 years. It's amazing. Yeah. Happy couple goals. Yeah. That's president number one. You have another president happy couple goals. I do. Would you like to hear a little bit about a certain Barack and Michelle Obama? Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Trying like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on? Yeah, podcast homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Who, oh my gosh, what a vibrant and warm relationship we were treated to. They are so crazy about each other. As, they are crazy as humans in alive on Earth in this era. For sure. A young Barack Obama met a young Michelle Robinson during his Harvard Law School years when he was a summer associate at a Chicago law firm called Sidley Austin. Michelle was assigned to be his mentor. Ha! Uh-huh. And while she initially declined his request to try dating, he ended up impressing her and she gave it a shot. They married after dating a little more than two years on October 3rd, 1992, and would go on to have daughters Malia and Sasha. We have been lucky enough to watch these two truly accomplished people and their marriage for over a decade now, and they've been so good about sharing the wisdom they've accumulated over time. Here's Michelle Obama from a conversation with CBS's Gail King earlier this year. She says, It's important to marry somebody who is your equal, and to marry somebody and to be with somebody who wants you to win as much as you want them to win. Okay, there is a very sweet story told by a former um, Obama advisor named Dan Pfeiffer. I think he was in the communication shop. But I anyway. love Dan Pfeiffer. I also love Dan Pfeiffer. He was, I guess, on his way out of the White House. He took a, you know, took like one last overseas foray or whatever with uh, with the president, which I guess is probably a perk that staffers get as a going away thing. Sure. Anyway, sitting with the president. You know, his boss, his chilling, chilling with soon to be ex-boss, yeah. And tells, you know, they're talking like, Well, what are your what are your future plans now, Dan? Like leaving my leaving my employ. Dan tells me he's gonna move in with his then girlfriend, uh, also a White House staffer. And Obama um, asks him three questions to determine whether this is the right move for him. Or so that Dan can determine whether this is the right move for Dan. Let's have a talk, son. 
Yeah. So the president said that his advice is to ask yourself, is this person interesting? You're going to spend more time with this person than anyone else for the rest of your life. And there is nothing more important than always wanting to hear what they have to say about things. So are they interesting? It's a great first question to ask. Number two, do they make you laugh? I don't think that one really requires any expansion, really. Do they make you laugh? That's the key right there. Third, will they be a good parent? Now, obviously not everyone wants to have kids. So I believe that Will they be a good parent to your dog, cat, houseplant, or other thing you love outside of yourself? And this person probably counts. For sure. If you're super yeah, yeah, into yeah. cars, will they will they cherish your interest in, you know, like... Will they put the cover over your car and tuck it into bed every night? Sing it sweet nothings. Or whatever you do with cars. Change the oil. I... <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so are they interesting? Do they make you laugh? And will they be... A good partner in the things you cherish. Some really good questions to ask yourself. It is very good. Pfeiffer says that Obama's musings ended with, life is long. These are the things that really matter over the long term. So I will close with another Michelle Obama quote, because she is nothing if not a realist. She's a goddess. Marriage is a choice you make every day. You don't do it because it's easy. You do it because you believe in it. You believe in the other person. I love them. I love them too. I love their love. I love their love. You have some. You have a hero couple from. I, I have our entertainment. Couple you yeah. have made me all teary-eyed with Barack and Obama. I'm so sorry. So I I was fighting the urge to it's get okay. teary. I'm feeling all the love. Okay. So <laughs> this next couple might be our real life couple role model. Yeah. Um, Lily yeah. Tomlin mm-hmm. and Jane Wagner. Yep. Oh, they've been together forever. Forever. They have a very low key love story, sure. but it is one of the longest lasting relationships in Hollywood. They have been going strong since. 1971. Oh, my God. Lily Tomlin sees Jane Wagner's work on an after-school special and invites her to come write for Lily's next comedy album. So 1971, it's love. And these two, because they're gay, Mm -hmm. are in an openly secret relationship for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's how uh, Dis- it was done back then. Discretion being the better part of valor. So or people whatever. are like, oh, they're totally BFFs. Right. And, oh, they're writing partners. They're roommates. But yeah. these two funny ladies from 1971 have been in love. They are each other's lobsters. Time Magazine, believe it or not, in 1975, tries to bribe Lily Tomlin and says, we'll give you the cover if you'll come out. Hmm. And Lily Tomlin is like, in 1975, that was not going to happen. Yeah. So Lily and Jane have been writing partners for all of these years. They have made such magic contributions to our world, like Lily Tomlin's award-winning show, The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. Yes. The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Yes. Moment by Moment, as well as the Grammy-nominated albums Modern Scream and On Stage. Back at the Paley Honors earlier this year, Lily Tomlin is asked what was the key behind her loving marriage. And she says, what's the secret? We all have a secret. It's just the secret is that you're committed and care and you want to work it out. You don't want to walk away from something that's important. Yeah. So technically, we can now wish 
these two a very happy sixth wedding anniversary. Oh, good. Okay, I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The couple tied the knot on New Year's Eve 2013. Mm. Happy anniversary. After 42 years together. So in gay conversion years, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Happy fucking 49 years together. That's amazing. Jane and Lily, you are... Couples goals. Are couple goals. Yeah, for real. You work together, you love together, you live together, and are entirely badasses in the scheme of what we should aspire to. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, you have one more. You have one of my... My personal role. I have models. one of everyone's personal. Role. This is so good. So, tell us about our next happy couple. Sure, happy couple, not happy marriage. This is Oprah and Stedman. Yeah, yeah. the crowd goes wild. All right, here's another thirty-plus year commitment that notably has not included a wedding. This is media mogul. It doesn't have to. No, it doesn't. It just you and just be happy. They and and I will I will tell you why it does not include oh, tell a wedding. Me. Okay, okay, it's, it's good. So this is media mogul and amazing person Oprah and her very long-term partner, Stedman Graham. They met back in 86 when the Oprah Winfrey show was in its first season. And she said that her staff was very protective of her and very suspicious of this like successful businessman who was also a sportswear model who was six foot six. Oh, Stedman is. Really hot. For and sure. Hanging out around Stedman. their boss who's got yeah. this new show. Like they were not... They were not cool with this at first. He was a wolf in wolf's clothing. He was a wolf in wolf's clothing, (laughs) except he was not. Not. So Oprah says of her staff, they figured if he looked like that, he either had to be a big jerk or want something. Mm. But he's kind and supportive. Lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but you want someone who will help you catch the bus. That's fucking true yep oh, oh my, oprah just... oh there's the tea i got the tears you thought i cried during trashy divorces get me in happy <laughs> couples and i'm waterworks all right so interestingly oprah and stedman did one time get engaged back in 1992 really they never married in 2017 she finally explained why i think this was to vogue she says nobody believes it but it's true the only time i brought it up was when i said to stedman what would have happened if we had actually gotten married? And the answer is, we wouldn't be together. We would not have stayed together because marriage requires a different way of being in this world. His interpretation of what it means to be a husband and what it would mean for me to be a wife would have been pretty traditional, and I would not have been able to fit into that. Glory be to Oprah and Stedman for recognizing... There's some value in knowing yourself. For recognizing who he is and who she is. That is healthy relationship goals right there. That really, really is... Stedman is the author of about a dozen books that are like, they mostly look like business style, kind of self-help, like, you know, actualize your leadership potential, that kind of stuff. So he really, he's, he is a guy who, you know, one is no dummy and two really has done a lot of deep thinking about identity and, you know, boundaries and, you know, focusing on the things that matter to you and not putting too much on, you know, like not putting responsibility for your joy on the people around you, all that kind of stuff, right? So it makes sense that there would be like adequate self-awareness to make this because frankly, most couples would not be like, they would just be like, oh, we're not getting married. Okay, well, I guess that's, we've reached the end of our road. Um, That is not not, them. mm -mm. No, no. So earlier this year, Stedman was interviewed by Ellen DeGeneres and explained that being the partner to Oprah was not hard at all. He said, 
The thing about our relationship is I want the best for her, so I'm dedicated to her happiness, and so that's great for her. I want her to be the best that she can possibly be, and she's done a pretty good job of doing that. So for me, I've been able to find my own happiness and to find my own skills, my own talents, my own abilities, and I'm satisfied with that. I'm happy with that. The combination, when you have a partner that's able to self-actualize their potential and you're able to self-actualize yours, then, you know, one and one equals about six. I I mean, I think that's the, you find someone that's your champion. Yeah. And that you want to be their champion. Yeah. And that's, yeah, license or no. And then it's a multiplier or whatever. I don't get math. It's too hard to do. (laughs) Too hard. Anyway, that's Oprah and Stedman. Another love for the ages. Love for the ages is right. I love them. And we love y'all. Seriously. That's year one. That is year one. Here's a little, yeah, it's. We wanted to give you something happy for the new year and not our normal trash candy fair. Love is possible and it is, it's hard, but you can make it work. And we have, we have the receipts. We just gave them to you. We just gave them to you. Like the team trash candy couple favorites. We wish all of them the best. Thank you for giving us the love. Positive role models. Yeah. And inspiration. Hey, we're excited to get into season five starting on Sunday, I guess. Sunday, January 5th. Yeah, don't forget. Woo. Hashtag Trash Pack. We're going to be starting with the Trashy Divorces arc of Frank Sinatra and Big Nancy, along with another character you might not expect, but it is some kind of Victorian trashy, y'all. We had a live show on Sunday, and it was so much fun. And thank you so much to everyone who came out. Oh, for sure. Thank you, everybody who came out. Could not have been a warmer room or a trashier New Year party. We actually hope to make that an annual thing. So It was so much fun. A good time was had by all. The live show episode recording is available on Patreon. Stacey, who did, now we can do the reveal, who did you cover? I had Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, and like, I just can't believe I'm trapped in this stupid timeline. It was a good story. (laughs) It was a super good story. And you had, wow, someone I'd never heard of. The most famous person that you have never heard of, international playboy, Porfirio Ruberosa, who was in so many of his... Y'all, it's the most amazing story that you don't even know that you need. Think about joining us over on Patreon to hear that episode, as well as the hundreds of other hours of bonus content all about your favorite trash candy. Yep, yep, yep. So welcome to 2020, friends. Thank you so much for the last year. It has been a remarkable trip for us, and we are so looking forward to next year and just bringing all the great stuff to you. We cannot thank you enough for letting us into your worlds. Stacy and I feel so lucky to have found our team, lovers of trash candy everywhere. Y'all are the very best. Thank you for a hella 2019. And I promise the best is yet to come. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, friends. And keep it trashy. Keep it trashy all year long. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Big cheers. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia. 
with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.